Welcome in to episode number four of the Easy Smoke in the Gym podcast. I'm Ezra McCann, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Chicago Public League legend, former Simeon Wolverine and Grambling State University, all swag second baseman Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke, and, and NFL draft enthusiast. Yes, and uh, the don't... man, the myth, <laughs> and, the and legend, don't... Glenn Morgan, and don't forget a professional curmudgeon. After uh, what I've been seeing the last few weeks, hey, man. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I don't think you're a curmudgeon when when you know you you, you have to look at things like that, man. <sighs> get off my lawn! Get off my so. lawn! Get off my lawn! That's how I feel, man. <laughs> just, just hey, and when and when and when Easy say NFL draft expert. Man, check out our boy GM uh, mock drafts on uh, the is that the my teams NBC my teams app? That's what it came up on on my phone. So here's the thing, Ken, Glenn. What do you think about that, man? Can we promote you? I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm never gonna turn it down, fellas. You know, hey I'm, man, hey, I'm I was excited. Hey, I was excited when I saw when it came up, and then I saw Glenn Morgan. I say, wait a minute. I was amped when I saw it. So you can you can catch you can catch Glenn's Glenn Morgan's um uh would you call it a column? Uh what do you ga- call it? Gallery column, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I call it a line. column on NBC Sports Chicago.com or the NBC uh NBC Sports Chicago uh teams app. And uh catch Wave Man, he writes good stuff. Um he's all plugged in on what's going on with uh with the upcoming college draft and um, and what the Bears should be looking at. Yeah, I appreciate so, that, fellas. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, look, man, so that's 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 outstanding. It was yes, cool indeed. getting that alert on alert on the phone uh, the other day. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, so yeah, shout out to shout out to to Mr. Morgan for that one. Yes, indeed. Uh, we've so got cool. a hey, we've got a great show lined up uh, for you guys. But uh, first, I think it's time for for our therapy session here, <laughs> our weekly therapy session that is um, uh, watching the Bears. Yeah. And I'm just man, what what the hell happened, man? <sighs> I thought the game the game was won. All right, one. Yes. The game was won. Pat O'Donnell punts the ball, <sighs> pins Detroit inside the four yard line. You're up. What was the score at the time? 30 up ten. You're up ten. You're mm-hmm. up ten. I'm thinking, oh man, this game, this, it's a wrap. It's over. It's over. Detroit's able to drive down the field, 96 yards, put up seven. They're within three. Next thing you know, Trubisky fumbles <laughs> inside his Adrian, own ten. Adrian Adrian Peterson bulls into the end zone, oh. and that's your ball game. <laughs> Fumbles inside his own ten. We got. I, I don't. Night. I man. Oh, I don't know how to. Only only the Bears, man. Well, that's not true. The Falcons did it too, and the Lions did it earlier this year. Yeah. But you're not supposed to do it against the Lions, right? I think that's that's that's. Well, that's maybe. Well, like maybe that. the Lions were saying they wasn't supposed to do it against the Bears when they did it. I mean, so. Man, you should not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. But it's such a lion guys, thing to you do. Guys, you know, I was, yeah. I was, I was. Um, you guys said last week that it was time to blow everything up and mm-hmm. you know start trading pieces on the defense, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, you got a good mm. defense. You can't do that. Mm. You got, you got to stick with it. 
I'm with you guys to the now, dark man. Side. Later for this defense, man. I say, I say blow. You got to blow it up now. Yeah, you got to yeah. blow it up. What's What's the point of trying to win out the rest of the season? What's, it's what's no the, point. What's the point of it? It's, it's, it's no point. It's I mean, no I point. do not. I, and, why, and watch. They're gonna They're gonna do the Bears thing, yeah. and they're gonna mess around and go nine and seven. No, they're not, and not and not make the playoffs. No, that's just uh, that's just what I'm telling you. They're, they're gonna do what you're not supposed to do. They, that's, that's what they're gonna do. Sorry, bro. I feel you. And and, and that not w- make and not make the playoffs, and then they're gonna end up with like the 18th pick. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. That makes sense. But, but I don't see it happening. Deshaun nah. Watson is, is mm-hmm. coming in here with a chip on his shoulder. Because he know we passed up on him. You remember last year when oh, Mahomes came and throwing up the, you know, the what he threw Five. up ten fingers. Ten what did fingers. he? What did he? What? what ten what, fingers. Uh, where, where did where did where did Watson get picked? Did he get twelve? Picked, uh, he got picked twelve. 12. So, so he gonna he gonna be putting so up one two. He one. Be, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he gonna come in with a chip on his shoulder. Minnesota right now is. Are they in? Because I know Arizona lost, so now they're, they're six both and six. six and six. Yeah, they're five hundred. Yeah. So yeah. they are they in the playoffs now? Or they're they, in the hunt. They're, they're clearly they're in the definitely hunt. in the hunt. Yeah, that's and all that matters. And they're trending up. So exactly. So they're not about to come in and lay down. Then we got Jacksonville. Hey, and honestly, Jacksonville has been playing a lot Ooh. of teams tough. Yeah, yeah. They've been they losing. Play, they played the they, Packers tough. <laughs> very tough. Like yes. and and Matt and Glennon. Might have something to prove. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and I'm saying this: our best chance to win the last remaining games is probably the last one versus Green Bay because they probably have clinched already and don't care. If but see, they Green Bay maybe Green Bay don't do that. They play, but you know what though? They may be playing for a home complete home field, so they may have still something to play for. So so yeah, and and if that and that's if that's the case, it's definitely no win for us. But I'm just saying, if (laughs) they are just knowing that they don't have a chance for home field at that point, but they are already clinched into the playoffs, already clinched the division, clinched their home game, they probably that might be our best chance. Hey, if the Minnesota Vikings. If the season were to end right now, the Minnesota Vikings would be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. After, and they started one and five, right? One and five. Yeah. We were five and five. one. Right. Two ships <laughs> passing in the night. Going in opposite wow. directions. Wow. Uh, dude, you know, I, I find myself just laughing maniacally like I'm the Joker. You know, like you, you just find that the irony in something. And it's just like it's driving you insane. It's like it makes zero sense, but but it makes all the sense in the world because Nagy did what Nagy always does. He mm-hmm. coaches them. Out. He snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. What was it? Uh, uh, no, he snatched defeat from the jaws <laughs> of victory. The jaws of victory. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. dude, come on, man. You got both your running or one wide receiver oh, playing running back. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Don't call. Don't right. don't call eighty four. Right, <laughs> right, right. You got you got, you got your, your prime athlete and your 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 prime running back both going for. I think uh, uh, Patterson was like over five yards per carry, and yeah. Montgomery was like over four yards per carry. So they're both running well. And your last possession, you pass. You go two passing. Pos- you trying to run the clock out, but you're gonna pass the ball twice. And the and one the final attempt at a pass leads to a fumble. Are you out of your mind, man? 
Like, what are you doing? Just well, the key run that you had, the ball. You had the, you had the chance to run the football, take oh, some time off the clock, yeah. and then if anything, and make them burn make them burn their timeouts. Yes. That was that was the big thing. And he, you know, you know what, it, it, dude, it, it's hilarious. But uh, one of our one of the analysts for the post game, you know, if you watch the after show, actually, even before in between, he says, you know what, he's gonna say he wants to be aggressive. That's what he's going to say. Yeah, and sure yeah. enough, Nagy in the press conference says, you know, you saw an opportunity. We want to stay aggressive. Okay. When did passing equate with aggressiveness and running equate with passivity? Because the Titans run the ball down your throat. And I think yeah. Derrick Henry is pretty aggressive when he's running the ball down that's, your throat. That's that's what being aggressive is. And that offensive line was getting and, a and, lot of movement today. Yep. Yes. And, and, and to speak on the after show, just to, uh, what one said – being aggressive means do what you do best. Yes. Don't you you remove Trubisky because of his ability to stand in the pocket and and read the defense and make throws. But that's the play you go to in that moment and say you're being aggressive. Like, come on, man, doesn't make sense. I was I was ready before before the uh, before the tie turn. <laughs> I was really ready to give to give the offensive line so much props today, man. I think everybody they, was because they were man. They were they they were they were moving that def- the, the Detroit man, defensive line off play, the off the line play, of scrimmage, man. They they played they play well, well today. They yeah. played well today. Yeah. Montgomery looked like the real deal Montgomery in the first was, half. Montgomery was running the football. What did yes. he get? We got he got uh, two touchdowns, seventy two yards, I think. What he have? Eleven carries in the first he half. Had, Eleven in the first half. Yes. Eleven carries in the and first then, half. And then we only saw him six times in he the finished with seventeen total. We what, did he, what, what did he get? How many how many yards? Seventy five. He finished seventeen for seventy two. Seventy two. Patterson was ten for fifty nine. That's a crime, man. Yeah. What? And two touchdowns. Crime. And two touchdowns. Two tutties. They accounted they accounted for three touchdowns. The running game. Three rushing game. touchdowns, and you don't run the ball. You ask Trubisky to, to to secure the game by passing. That that's an oxymoron. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You ask the guy who you bitch, hey, can you please secure the game by passing the ball in a pressure situation? I know you don't handle it well, and you know what? Just to help you out, we're going to give you two tackles who can't block or do the crap to protect <laughs> you. So you know, go out there and win the game for us. I can't believe you phoned the ball. We should have just stayed aggressive. Stop. Just be conventional. You know, I, I tell my children, you know, there's a difference between being intelligent and being smart. Intelligence is what you know. Smart is what you do. That's what I've always told them. He, Nagy is the most intelligent guy in the room, but he does some of the non-smart things I've ever seen. And I'm trying not to be critical and, and say, just say dumb and stupid, but that's what it comes across as. Because just like being intelligent is, is, is what you know and being smart is what you do, you know, being dumb is what you don't know. Being stupid is being dumb. <laughs> but hey, hey! I tell you what, though, man. So Detroit, so Detroit takes the four point. They take a thirty-four thirty lead with a minute thirty-seven to go. Oh. The, uh, the Bears have a minute thirty-seven with. Did they have one timeout remaining? One timeout. One timeout. One timeout. Well, we had two at the start of the drive, right? And then we used one. That's right. They used one during. We the used drive. one. So they had two timeouts. They had two timeouts. Um. And they actually did move the ball down the field. Detroit was given in the middle of the field, and they and they moved the ball. But on that, uh, what was it, third and four? Yeah, Robinson. Third and four. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson's got to get that first down. Man. I agree. He's 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 got to make that happen. I'm sorry. And, and as good as he is, and he's he's our our best weapon on the offensive side of the football. 
I hate I hate to um, uh, to get on him, but he's man, he's got to make that play, man. I'm sorry. I, I agree, but you know what we struggle with ever since, and I go back to Game One with Nagy's regime where we played Green Bay. We are the team that struggles the most when it's one yard. How the hell one we always yard. struggling to make one damn yard is a, is is beyond me. We mm-hmm. cannot make one yard. We you still what, struggle though? with that, man. My my problem with that play call, and I'm and I'm old school. I mean, if you know you're gonna, you know, you're gonna run it, don't don't come out the shotgun. <laughs> I'm with you. And run a run a run a dive when you know you you know you need one yard. Yep. You know you need that one yard. So why not just go power there? I because that that's what bugged me. Because you're Nagy. <laughs> because you're Nagy and you coach like you're Paul Calvin playing Madden. I, fourth I, I, fourth and one. What you're not trying to trick nobody. We know everybody knew what we were gonna do. Exactly. Everybody knew, and that and yeah, I mean, I, I was. I'm glad. You know what? I'm glad it happened, man. Wow. I'm glad it happened. Yeah, they needed. They needed to lose that game. Because why? Because we would have messed around. We would have got that one yard. They would have scored, huh. and this would have been. This would have been been false gold, man. What's what's the what's the term? Fool's gold. Fool's gold. Fool's. fool's mm-hmm. It would have been fool's gold, man. So that's man. what it would have been. So you saying with this loss now that you're happy that we uh we 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 acquired that you you believe there's going to be some kind of change in the off season? You don't think these guys are coming back? Is that what you're saying? This is like a precursor to them not coming back. Is that what you're hoping for? I told for? you. I, I told you last week. I said if they if they mess around and finish five and eleven, there's no way anybody's coming back. Really? There's no way. They still no the contract. Way. Still in the contract. Wasn't they only got one year left though, right? <laughs> well, hey. You know, maybe Chicago wants to get his money worth. We'll make the change after the contract. I'm saying, I'm saying <laughs> history history says they'll pay they'll pay a regime one year. And I believe, wait, let me let me look it up here. Hey, I, I remember a certain uh coach who's uh affable and a very congenial and and, and, and warm individual who had back to back four and twelve seasons. So, I mean, we've seen this. And you know, to Nagy, here's Nagy's argument. I've never had a losing season yet. So, um, so I mean, exactly. hey, yeah, but I, I just need a chance. I need a, I need better health. You know, we had the COVID situation. We didn't have our best guys in there, and and uh, if I get another offensive lineman, we had injuries on the offensive line, and we were five and one. And I'm just saying, this is the argument. This this is how Dude. you know you combat that when someone says your mm-hmm. job's on the line. You say, hey, even with all this, I'm still over five hundred. They gave Negi a they gave Negi a five year contract, so he's got two years remaining after this season. Okay, I'm just telling you. I, and, and look, they can go five and eleven. It's it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. They're going to go five and eleven, and I agree with you. We were saying it last week. They should change, and, they, they, and the fans are going to be screaming for it. But here's the thing: haven't had a losing season. They've got time left in their contract, and Chicago will be like, we'll give it one more year. I can see that happening. One more year, and then we'll make the change. We need time to kind of really assess everything because, you know, it was such a strange year, 2020. So many weird things happened. We were 5-1, and one, then all of a sudden it just went weird. I, dude, I, I just – I see that happening. I see it happening. Now, I have a question on that, though. Like, you, you see them – you see it happening with the fact that we don't have a definite quarterback going into next season? Oh, that's the beauty of it, bro. 
Because now oh, right, right, that gives that gives him that excuse. <laughs> that gives him that excuse. Okay, now get the guy that I want. Oh damn! Because yeah, Nagy mm. wasn't here when Wisniewski yeah. was drafted. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. beauty of it. And right right now the Bears are about maybe thirteenth as far as picking. And you look at the teams above them. Outside of the first two teams, a lot of the other teams, and maybe the the, the Washington team, especially if they lose uh, uh, the next day, the Washington team will be ahead of the Bears in terms of being able to select. But if Washington keeps winning, and if Washington, even if they have an under 500 record, but they win their division, they'll be drafting after the Bears. Right. And, if the, and if Washington wins and the, and the Giants don't win that division, the Giants already have their quarterbacks, so they're not yeah. going to draft one. So you're looking at teams that are going to be drafting ahead of the Bears that need – uh, a quarterback basically it's really just the Jets and the Jaguars we all know that mm-hmm. maybe the Washington team and then that's probably it so the Bears will be in line they won't have to trade up they'll be in line to get probably the, the well, third or fourth best quarterback available Mr. Mock Draft who's alright so if Lawrence and, and Fields go 1-2 yes or 1-2 in quarterbacks I should say exactly who would who would who is who would be available let's say that that fourth quarterback, third the third and fourth who, quarterback. Who is, yeah, who is three and four? Well, man, you know it's it's interesting because here's the dynamic. If if Washington happens to be the team ahead of the Bears, I can see them taking Lance, uh, Trey Lance from North Dakota State. And I know he didn't play but one game this year, and he's coming from uh, the FCS conference or or league, I should say. Uh, but he did go undefeated. He didn't win a national championship, and although he's only played maybe fourteen or fifteen games total. Washington's in a great position because they already have Alex Smith as the incumbent quarterback and his contract is for the next two years after this year. So you can bring in Lance and he can just be the understudy. He can do what Mahomes did at Kansas city. He can do what Steve McNair did when he got drafted by the Houston Oilers at the time. And he can just understudy for a year or maybe even two. And he's, he's the, He's that big athletic quarterback that that you know that you like in the league. What's, what's your question, Smoke? Question: uh, How far removed is Washington from uh, just drafting? Uh, oh, they, they they let him. They, he he he's on the outs, dude. They haven't talked about him since like the, since, right. since, okay. since, since October ended. But I'm saying, like, how far? Like, they just, you think they're just going to release release him? They'll probably try to trade. I trade him. I mean, trade okay. him. You know, and and you know. Because he's not he's not getting any consider. I mean, they're not talking about yeah. it at all. And I yeah. can see I can see Kyle Allen coming back and being the backup quarterback after he recovers from his ankle injury. And they're probably going to trade Haskins. I can I can okay. see that happening without a doubt. Now this to answer is, your question, I'm sorry. This is his what second year, third year in the league. Second, second year. Second, second year. year. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. You know what? I think that the, the notion of give a guy a little bit longer kind of went out the window when Arizona did what they did last year. Yeah. You know, they yeah. let the first round pick go and the head coach go after one year. Yeah. <laughs> and they would have took the first pick overall. Well, they were they were and right they, too. And they looked and they like were geniuses. Right. And they were right. They looked like geniuses. But but see, Trey Lance has that certain something special. You know, he, he's big enough, his body's big enough to to be able to handle the rigors in NFL and he's won a championship. You have that championship winning pedigree. That's something you can build on. And the guy can throw any type of pass. He's just a little bit raw and needs more experience. And that's why he can fit under Washington's situation perfectly and learn under one of the better quarterbacks you can learn under in Alex Smith. And Alex can go out, you know, finish his career on a positive note. So the question is, so if Lance is gone, if you got Lawrence gone and Phil's gone, let's say Washington is that team ahead of the Bears and they take Lance. So who's next? Now, last week I thought it might have been uh, Wilson, Zach Wilson from BYU because of his, you know, glowing statistics. And I've seen some of his play and he looked pretty good. But I watched this past weekend 
mm-hmm. the competition level stepped up a little bit. Now, Coastal Carolina is not a powerhouse by any stretch of the means in terms of, you nah, know, they're, they're blue a good blood. team, though, man. No, no, they're a good team. I'm just saying, as far as a traditional blue blood, they're not that. But their defense is, is pretty solid, and, and I can see why they were ranked, especially this year. Uh, and my point being that that was a step up in competition for for uh, Mr. Wilson, and he didn't look like he was, you know, bothered by it in of itself. He didn't look like he was flustered, or he didn't look like he couldn't handle uh, the situation overall. He didn't look like he was overwhelmed, but he just looked like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not able to do what I normally could do. And this is a different level. I, I'm, I'm not used to this kind of pressure. So that's that's a question. Can he handle that step up in, in class? Now, yes, I think he probably can. I think he has enough talent to be able to do that. I just don't know if Chicago is that situation for him. Like, for example, if he goes with the Saints or he goes with someone like the Atlanta or the 49ers or the Colts, where the situation's better, the coaching's better, then I think he'll be able to you know, be able to catch up to the speed of whatever level he's competing with once he transitions from college to the NFL. But that being said, he may not be the best fit for Chicago. Right now, it's looking like it could be uh, Kyle Trask from Florida. And you know how I hate my Florida Gators. I I despise Florida. but I'm I'm good with a Florida quarterback, man. But look, man, Florida traditionally hasn't put out great quarterbacks. And we had one last week we we went to. We had, yeah, two we had two. Yeah, Shane Matthews and yeah. uh, and, and Rex, Rex Grossman. Grossman. Yeah. But yeah. we did get to the Super Bowl with Sexy Rexy. There is that. But uh, Trask is Trask is different, and and the, and the coaching style is different there at Florida than it was in years prior too. And Trask, I, I've seen him play. I saw him dismantle my Volunteers this past weekend. Uh, but he's been very consistent this year, uh, and he just has an ability to to do what a quarterback does. Now he's not the most athletic guy. And the problem with drafting him here is that we need to have a better line in place. Now the Bears could take the Bears can can do something about that. They can draft a guy in the second round and they can pick up a couple of free agents, one free agent or two free agents, and that could completely transform that offensive line. So uh, right now, to answer your question, I'm, I'm looking at Trask, maybe Wilson, but outside of that, I think the rest of the quarterbacks in this year's draft are second rounders and third rounders. And that's guys like Mac Jones from Alabama. That's guys like Kelly Mond from Texas A&M. That's like the, the guy in uh, Cincinnati as well. Some of those guys, I, I think they're second, third round guys. Uh, but your first rounders, it looks like it could be Trask or Wilson. But right now, I think Trask is a little bit better in terms of the competition he's played against and being more consistent and effective with that. They're not going to draft a quarterback. <sighs> I, I I just have that feel. They're not going to do that. They're going to say they have more holes and they have a competitive team. But we don't have a quarterback. Try to fill those holes. But you, but you need a quarterback, man. Uh, I, I'm just I'm not I'm not saying that's not that's <laughs> that's not what they, they they need to do. I'm saying that's what they're going to do. What but I think they're still, going to do. You can still draft other situations. You can still you still have other draft picks. <laughs> you know you can use your second and third round pick to get offensive linemen if that's what you feel. You know, you have free agency to also be able to fill in some of those holes, too. And if you trade some of your talent, a player or two on defense, you can get more draft picks. Just saying. Well, I'm gonna yeah. say, how much how much money would they have? You got you're paying 94 a lot of money. He's not he's not doing anything. Hey, you know, it's the NFL. If you don't like what you're paying, you can always I mean, it's a bit of a hit you take, but you can always let that person yeah, that's, go. That's, that's going to be a big hit next year, though. 
Yeah, but you know what? You look a better year. He might be better. He might have a better year next year. And I, mean, I, and I know he's he's been he was hurt week since week one. Yeah. So may, uh, maybe he's dealing with something. And, and the Bears still have some another, money, bro. Another it's not shot. Like the, it's not like the Bears are over the cap. They're not going to be paying a quarterback next year. They didn't pick up Trubisky's option, so they're not going to be paying mm-hmm. him. And when you draft a quarterback, you have four years that you're paying him at a decent salary, and then you have that option to pick up his fifth-year option. So I think if you draft a quarterback, especially if you have an opportunity to draft one, draft him. I mean, hey, he was supposed to draft a quarterback every year anyway, right? Pace true. when he yeah. came in. He said and, that. Yeah, he said that. And if you want to keep your job, you, you might want to get – since you, said, since you didn't pick up the guy you drafted, follow the the right. Don Pearson, the 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 Don Pearson uh, school of drafting. Yeah, okay. quarterback every year. And, and since you're not picking up the option of the guy you moved one spot up to take, you, you might want to pick another quarterback up to give yourself a little bit more time if you want to keep your gig. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm hoping that uh, I'm not going to say that. I'm sorry. I shouldn't wish for people to lose their jobs. <laughs> But man, I, 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 I could easily see five and eleven. I'm, I'm just telling you. Yeah, I, 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 could, I could see that. It's very realistic. Yeah, I'm thinking six and ten. But yes, five and eleven is is, is just five one game removed. Could happen. <laughs> <laughs> five and eleven could happen. The, 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 what happened? What's happened the last couple of weeks with the defense? By the way, well, I told you, I told you last week. I think they quit. Well, no, no. Last week I said I think the loss of Hicks, not having Hicks. I think Hicks played hurt. today. I did say that last week, but I also said when we picked the game and after Nagy publicly, whatever he did, talking about the defense was an embarrassment or disappointing, I said, oh, yeah, that is going to sting. And the defense is not going to recover from that. And they're going to be – he's officially lost the team when he did that. You wait to their first moment of, you know, playing bad to put them out there publicly when every week you're defending what's happening on the offensive side of the ball. And this week showed it. Detroit ain't Green Bay. No. But they but they looked like it. No. Even, even, even with us having the lead, they were still moving the ball on us. Yeah, I mean, do pass for four hundred yards, four hundred, four hundred two yards. You know, like, and and when in the touchdown pass, the twenty, the touchdown to get them down three, that guy was like eight yards, yards behind the defense, six yeah. yards behind the defense. No yeah. one with him. He's yeah. wide open. I would, lo- I would there. love, I would love to know what happened on that play. I don't, yeah. I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what coverage they were in. I haven't seen uh, the all twenty two on that. They were prevent, yeah. <laughs> prevent a win. I know, I know. Jalen, Jalen Johnson was in the picture, but it's not necessarily. They, they could have been. They could have been in two or three, which but, would mean that it's not, not his fault. But, uh. but even, even besides that, you know how they, Detroit had to convert about four or five third and like fifteens. Yeah, third yeah. and like seventeen. Like they converted some long third downs. Where I'm yeah. like, bro, where's the? Where are you at? Where Where are we at? Like, and it's just we're getting no pressure. It, it's it's just looked like I mean either they're worn down or they just don't care anymore. And I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. I mean, mm, mm, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I mean, I, I emotionally, I get what you're saying, and, I, and I'm with you. Um, emotionally, it's like you know, if I'm reacting to it, it's just like, man, like 
and 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 you're not you I, I, the way you're coming across. I don't think you blame the defense. I think you're saying like, what what do you expect? These guys are beaten down. They've been they've mm-hmm. been dealing with this all year. What do you expect? Like they're human beings, and you're going to call them out. It's it's they don't they're going to feel funny about that, and and their funny way they're feeling about it may be coming out in their play. I, I get what you're saying, but I, I look today and I'm like, you know. They didn't get a lot of pressure on them. I mean, Mac had the mm-hmm. one sack, but then they got called back. Got called you know, back. Got called back. but then I look at I look at Bilal Nichols. I'm like, man, that was a hell of a play. I mean, he stuck his hand out there, yeah, and picked yeah. off a screen pass. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, I'm like, they they playing hard. You know, that that should have been the game clincher. You know, and yeah. give it right back. He seems like you know, um, but I think at some point, up thirty to twenty, it's almost like I don't think they so much quit in terms of you know they quit on the team or they were quitting playing i think they got a little like let's not play to lose the game and it was that classic you know just keep them in front of you and you know so on and so forth and they didn't expect detroit to just move down like they did and before they knew it they they scored a touchdown and now you know it falls back on the offense to do the right thing mm-hmm. and, and, and once and, again and, yeah the offense lets you down, and then now you know it's not like the last touchdown they scored. They had to go fifty yards. They had to go like what right. less than twenty yards. Yeah, I don't, I don't play, yeah. eight yards. The, eight yards. Yeah. the game winner. I don't. I don't really blame them that much. No, I mean eight yards. You're supposed to score. And 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 you and you're right. You're right. They they probably went into a mindset of play not to lose. At the end of the day, they score. We're still ahead. Right. So, exactly. so, so, just run the ball it, out. So, so it, so, so it definitely goes, transfers it over. Back to <laughs> it transfers over to that side, and then with the play calling, Nagy calls, and then to come out and say mm-hmm. he was trying to be aggressive. That furthermore's put that furthermore's add that adds salt to the wound to the defense where you didn't trust them to if you didn't get the first down and punt the ball, you didn't trust your defense to get a stop. Yeah, like so, it's like it's like okay, it's like at week week after week, it's like man, I'm expecting the defense to just say forget this guy, and it's like like you just talked me into like changing that mindset for this week, but it's like next week, man, he he did not he did not have faith in the defense to get a stop if we didn't get that first down. Then you then he fumbled the ball. Now the defense got to try to get a stop inside the eight. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, you know, man, cutting his nose off to spite his face. And and again, man, it, it a lot of this is it's so crazy because at any point in time you can point the finger at at Pace, you can point it at Nagy, you can point it at Trubisky. And the crazy thing is, the finger doesn't even really point to Trubisky today because outside of the fumble, he played well for yeah, Trubisky. Game. Yeah, they scored. 30 points they didn't get a turnover and like score off of a turnover the defense is that was like legit 30 points to put up yeah you still lose at home he was he was decent mitch today yes but then you put mitch in a situation to do something he's not comfortable doing or or at least not adept at doing and then you ask you know the tackle to do something that he's not comfortable or adept at doing and like they said, you know, you could do several things. You can roll out if you want to, quote unquote, give the impression of being aggressive and maybe passing for a first down. Have a safe play. Roll to the left. Roll away from wherever the, the pressure is greatest, you know, and then have a situation where he ha- he can pass the ball or just run and fall down, but keep the clock going. But no, yeah. you ask him to drop That's back. A, had, he, had he taken a sack, I, I would have been fine with that because, and, yeah. and held on to the ball. Had he just held on to the ball, yeah, that would have been – 
you would have been fine. Detroit would have called a timeout. You punt, and then you know you you probably have to get them to you know hold them to sixty. You know they would have to drive sixty yards uh, for a score right there. So yeah, yeah, but that's that that's I would have taken that snatching jaws from the was snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. I mean, it's, it's like, dude, like, what are you doing? Why, why are you, why are you putting your guys in positions where something bad can happen? It's like, what's that one play? They talk about it all the time at the Meadowlands with the, with the, with the New York jets. I mean, New York giants and the Philadelphia Eagles, where it's like, just oh, Herman, Edwards. You're right. Herman Edwards, Herman Edwards play for the yeah. Eagles. He picks yeah. the ball up. I forget the quarterback for the giants at the time, but it's like, dude, just run the clock out. And he drops back, and he gets hit, fumbles the ball. Herman Edwards picks it up and runs it back for a touchdown, a miracle at the Meadowlands, and it works in the favor of the Eagles. I mean, this was almost just like that. It's like, dude, just play conventional wisdom. And that's the thing about Nagy, dude. It's like, you know, are you? do you think that the NFL is like arena football? I, I know that's where he played for a while. It's like he has no concept of playing field position whatsoever. Your, your punter just n- earlier in the game made a great punt and and. and and place them inside the five-yard line. Trust your punter. Trust your special teams. Trust your defense. Trust field position. Trust conventional wisdom. There's a reason why conventional wisdom is called conventional wisdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's not being, you know, he's being the opposite of that. And then he comes across and says, you know, he, he puts it on being aggressive. No, dude, you have to be smart about what you're doing. You have to act as though, and here's the thing. This isn't the first time he's made this mistake. You know, he's done this several <laughs> times and it's not just this year. He did it last year the same way. He's done that, you know, his first year here. It's like he's not learning from his mistakes at all. And so when you keep repeating dumb mistakes, that's stupid. I, I just it, it becomes down to stupid. It's like, are you just flying in the face? Are you that arrogant? Are you that obstinate? Are you just that so into your philosophy that you can't see what the problem is? And, and I'm asking a rhetorical question because the proof of the sudden pudding, we're five and seven. And we were five and one on a six game losing streak. That dude just has to say, you know, I'm at fault. I'm at fault. He, that's what he needs to say this week. He he called out the defense. I'm at fault. I put the defense in a bad situation. I put Mitch in a bad situation. I put our team in a bad situation. I cost us the sure win yesterday or last night or however long it goes, how long, however long it takes for him to admit it. If he admits that, he may say some face with the team, and maybe they get two more wins, and maybe they go to seven and nine. Maybe they beat Houston. Maybe they beat Jacksonville. And it, here's the crazy thing. They're capable of beating every team they played this year. Every single team they played this year, they were capable of beating. Capable of beating the Saints. They beat the Bucks. They should have beat. They could have. They're capable of beating Minnesota. Should have won today. Yeah. They're capable of beating Green Bay if they just play like they should be able to play. There's That's not the only team. game that was out of hand, though. Yeah, but even still, they didn't play well. You know, if they mm-hmm. just played like they're supposed to, they're capable of beating any team in this oh. case. It's not like they had to play the Chiefs or the Steelers, you know. Even Tennessee, they did a good job stopping Henry. They're capable of beating every team they played this year. But they somehow found a way to play less than their ability and their talent. And that is where it's the head coach's fault. That's where you blame the coach. That's where you don't necessarily blame uh, pace in a situation because you know you, you had enough talent to win the game you were in the game you made choices down the stretch or throughout the game that cost you hey who was the best defense the bears played this year you think hmm. who who would come to mind 
Hmm. If I'm going off how Saints. those particular defenses are playing today, I'm going to say the Saints. The Saints? Mm-hmm. Saints? No, 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 no. I'm just talking about when they played the Bears. When they played, I think Tennessee was. Tennessee? Who was second? I, I don't know. Uh, wait. The Saints. Wait I, I, would say, I would say the Saints would have would, 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 would a better defense they played this year. What about the Colts? Yes. Uh, and I forgot about the Colts. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but see, that's crazy because they could have won that game too. And 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 and, and here's a here's the weird thing. I'm going to put the Giants as one of the top five defenses they played this year. The Giants defense kept yeah, them in that play, game. They, they played them. Yeah, they did play them tough. Really the reason did. I brought the reason I brought up the Colts, uh, Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans played them today. Yeah, they mm-hmm. lost. But Deshaun Watson, 26 of 38, 341 yards. Yeah, he got sacked. Didn't throw a tutty, but he, but, he, but, he, but he threw a pick. He took a safety, too. Yeah. But they he were got the game. sacked. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't have any weapons. <laughs> Fuller I'm, was that's, out. That's, that's where I'm going. Okay. Yeah. No weapons. No, no Fuller. Hopkins has begun all year. Fuller's on a six-game suspension. Uh, he was Steel, able to do that. Steele's got let go. He threw to some dude. I don't even know who that guy's name was today. Some dude caught like 105 yards. Never heard of this cat at all. He had he had two 200 yard receivers. Yeah, uh, Kiki Kate. Right, eight catches, 141 yards, and Chad Hansen, five yeah. catches, Chad. 101 yards. Never Chad. met. <laughs> you did meet Chad, dude. You were at that fraternity party over in the quad the other time. That's when you uh, met Chad. Chad shoot, and Biff. It makes me wonder how oh, yeah, many. He's a Kappa cat, right? <laughs> how many of our receivers have a hundred yard games, not named Robinson? <laughs> if if any. I don't think any. If any, like even I don't Robinson, think any. But... <laughs> I don't think any. Man, it's been a sorry year, man. Sorry year, and it continues next week. I'm ready for it to be over. Uh, no, come on. We still got a whole another four games left. Man. Oh man. Are you kidding me? We got a month man. left. You get man. you get to you get to enjoy the rest of December. Twenty twenty one cannot come quick enough, man. That's real. But what makes you think twenty twenty one is gonna be any different, is because twenty twenty has sucked, man. I know, I understand that. I know you want it to be different, but what makes you think it's gonna be any different? 2020, just, I've been, just, uh, I've been trapped be in the worse. house all year. It could be worse, bro. You don't know. Just a pillar of hope. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bears are sorry. At least, you know what? If it was going to be 2020 like this, at least the least they could do is be pretty good this year. They were. They were 5-1. Don't you remember? <laughs> they, they gave us a good They were 5-1. <laughs> that was a good time. <laughs> Thrilling wins come that back from behind. Cardiac kid, cardiac kids. I mean, come man. on, man. They had some thrilling wins. They came from behind and beat Detroit. Came from behind and and beat Atlanta by three touchdowns. Brought a guy off the bench. You know, you can't write this stuff in, in a movie script, man. Yeah. And then reality set in. <laughs> so we're so we're saying so with our movie script, the season ended at five and one. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's where you need to shut it down. Right. I mean, what we haven't that? lost six straight what was games since two thousand two. What was that last win? Tampa. I can't even remember. Tampa. What's the Tampa game? Was Tampa the last win? No. Okay. 
Wait a minute. Who do you think they beat? That was the last win? Yeah. Because that came after the Colts loss, I believe, right? No, they beat the Panthers. We forget about the Panthers. Oh, the Panthers. 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 You're right. You're right. You're you're right there, though. They played the Panthers the next week. Wow. That seems like it was so, so long ago. Wow. I was in Arizona at that time. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's when your movie script turns into that a horror pathetic, story. pathetic, man. <laughs> this team sucks. You know, it's, the, the, the team sucks, but the whole environment is is, is what's becoming just so toxic. Just toxic and disturbing. And it, it didn't used to be that way. You know, we earlier, you know, when we began uh, our podcast, I think we talked and we gave naked credit for changing oh, the culture. Yeah, the, the culture was great. Of, of the Bears, you know, like we're saying, hey, he's a better CEO at this point than he is head coach. But, you know, to his credit, you know, he brought a lot of positivity and, and the team seemed to do well. The whole club dub thing was cool. And, you know, the, the, the players seemed to work, you know, in conjunction. No one was blaming. No one was finger pointing. And I still don't think the, feet, the players are finger pointing, not at each other. I think they're just looking at the head coach. And I think they're looking at the administration. And I think they're like, you know what? They're like, they're like, you know what? It's time to get off this ship. That's how I feel. That's, yeah. the, that's the kind of Club Dub. I'm... Club Dub was shut down. <laughs> Due yeah. to COVID. They, they, <laughs> lost, they lost their liquor license. It <laughs> <laughs> ain't opening no. up anytime soon. Six losses in a row will do that. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, you could just man. tell in the body language, man. It's not not even just the defensive guys. You look at some of the – and look, I give the receivers credit. They they really – you know, and Miller, I thought, did really well, especially in the first half. He, You know, his run after the catch was really good. A couple of passes looked like they had caught him in stride to some degree. You know, those guys were catching and running and moving. But, man, dude, it's just – it's like the body language just – you know, it's like the inevitable. It's like this inevitable dread of here we go again. Yeah. And and that's exactly what happens. It's almost like your worst, you know, your your prophetically your body is telling you what's gonna happen. And that's like, you know what, you're fearing what's gonna happen, and that fear came to pass. You know, you got like creating your own uh dis, you know uh, destruction, so to speak. Who you got next week? I Texas got Bears. Okay. Uh you know, after careful consideration, I've I've crunched a lot of numbers. I, I really think that there's a great opportunity here for Houston to kick our ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a chance to watch some Thanksgiving Day. I'm going with the Texans. <laughs> yes, sir, indeed. Uh, I'll be shocked if Houston loses. How about that? Sounds unanimous. Hey, fellas, college basketball tipped off around the country, and uh, we thought that it would be a good idea to talk to a couple of people who are living through a season you know, during a pandemic. And uh, so joining us today, we've got two up-and-coming assistant coaches uh, on the college level. Uh, on the men's side, we've got Coach Andre Morgan from Middle Tennessee State. And on the women's side, we've got Coach Jordan McCann, who's with the Gales of Iona College. And uh, fellas, how are you guys doing today? I'm great. I'm great. All right. All right. So um, that's just, just just to start off. Um, take me through when the shutdown first happened back in March. Were you guys still in season? I know it was during the conference conference tournament time. Were you guys still in season, or uh, were you guys just just finished up, or how how did how were you guys affected by that? To just to start off. Well, man, we uh we actually 
we we were in our conference tournament in, in Atlantic City, uh, good old Boardwalk Arena, and uh, we were we just finished up our game against Monmouth, and uh, coming into it, it was it was kind of a dead town, and we kind of knew you know everybody was talking about it, and and we had some parents calling and asking, are are you guys still going? Like what's up with this pandemic going on? And it was right at the beginning, and that's right when right before uh right or right after the Ivy League canceled their whole tournament. So a lot of a lot of conference tournaments started to think, okay, wait, are we gonna let this go? You know, what's gonna happen? So we actually played we had uh the first quarterfinals game, we had our game against uh Monmouth, which we ended up losing. But after the second games the next day, they ended up shutting it down and they shut it down quick. And and it was it was kind of nerve wracking because we ended up finding out that you know uh, once we got back home, um, somebody you know they said oh you know found out somebody might have had it and then we're like oh man did we come in contact with that person was it in the way of of, of cleaning the arena and man it was it was it was really really eye opening because now it's like okay wait a minute we're living in it now like now we're just hearing it from on TV and on the news and then the Ivy League's like, oh, hey, we told you guys to go ahead and cancel. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where we were. And then honestly, we found our way back on that, on that bus to, to drive back to New Rochelle. And then that's when reality hit for us as a team. How about you guys, Andre? Uh, <clears throat> I guess my situation was a little different, but still probably pretty crazy. Um, our season ended on a Saturday. Um, our conference tournament was due to start the upcoming Wednesday, I believe, um, when I think, I guess it was the first official day of the shutdown. And uh, we weren't invited to our conference tournament. We did not have a great season. And so, uh, as you can probably understand, I was already pretty pissed off. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was actually headed to Denver um, to go recruiting um, for a couple of days. And, uh I remember the, the the talk starting, I think it was that morning, um, the SEC was uh, trying to figure out actually in nearby Nashville if they were going to actually play. You know, the Ivy League had already done their deal. They had canceled their tournament, and I was like, there's no way they'll continue to cancel tournaments. Sure enough, you know, I'm about to jump on a flight, you know, a couple hours later, and uh, I think it scrolls across the screen that uh, – Rudy Gobert test positive coronavirus. And I looked to my wife and uh, I said, okay, I think we got a, a real problem. And, uh, you know, they ended up playing the last games of the SEC tournament <clears throat> that evening. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was insane the next morning. I canceled my flight. Um, and I think they were just falling like dominoes tournament by tournament. And uh, by the end of the day, um, for the first time, you know, in anybody's lifetime, obviously, college basketball was officially shut down and we were on our way to, I guess, the world being shut down as well. Wow. Hey, um, a question for you. You mentioned you were on your way to Denver for recruiting. That's kind of one of the questions I really was curious about is how has recruiting been affected by this pandemic? Oh, uh, Andre, for your first, if you. Yeah. Um, uh I guess the the best word I can use is chaotic. Um, <laughs> wow. 
you know, it's uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, for the first time, um, you know, we're not allowed to be out um, and see guys in person. And uh, I guess even worse than that, we're not allowed to have recruits come to campus to decide if they want to, you know, attend Middle Tennessee State University or not. And wow. so we're forced with, you know, trying to put together a virtual PowerPoint on the fly so that we can, you know, present to recruits. Look, man, you, you should sign to our university without seeing it. I'm pretty sure nobody's going to be able to go to a university for a while. Um, sure enough, we ended up signing three really talented guys, so it ended up working out. But, um, you know, trying to not only convince a kid to, you know, attend your institution over other institutions, um, you know, that's that's a challenge. And then you kind of throw on the wrinkle of, yo, you got to make a decision without coming. <laughs> so that, that was uh, that was pretty wild for us. What about you, Jordan? And man, actually to piggyback off the back of that, picture me calling you as a parent and, and, and your kid and saying, hey, you guys want to hop on this Zoom so we can show you campus? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's like, it's like, man, we had to, when you talk about, I don't think that I've ever been, and and as you could you could probably contest to this, I don't think I've ever been any more creative than I've been in the past six seven months. <laughs> like the amount of creativity you need to have when it comes to recruiting and really showing you know your school your brand, man, I'm talking about you got to get a nice camera, use the beautiful iPhone, go out take pictures around campus, make sure it's it's no glare, you know, you want to go out when it's sun out, you know, you want to, you know, go all around and, and that, that like, just even to piggyback off of that, man, that was the, the chaotic word definitely hopped in, you know, wow. and I know for us recruiting wise, man, it was, it was, it, it was, it was very frustrating because the, 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 the NCAA came out with the different dare periods and they've been pushing back dare periods every mm -hmm. month, you know, and uh, the, the good thing about it is, you know, I, I, we just had to realize that they're actually looking out for the health of us, you know, health of us and our, and even coming back to campus. Cause when, when you look at it, we, we look, cause we, we recruit nationally, you know, mm -hmm. and at that time it was red state. So when mm -hmm. with me, with us, with me being in New York, if I were to go to one of those red states, I got to come back and quarantine for two weeks wow. plus take a, a, a negative test. And then I can't be around my staff, any of our girls or anything like that, you know? So it was a lot of, man, a lot to it. And I know a lot of the, the AAU programs on the women's side, they were like, man, how, how, how are you supposed to come see the 21? You know, how you, how are you supposed to come see a kid that, 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 you know, you were already recruiting and you want to see one more time, mm -hmm. you know? And, and that, that's actually the, the really, the, the tough part about it. Like you, you had to really make sure you got a good look at a kid because the uh, same, you know, same as, as, as Coach said, man, we had to, we, we, we ended up, uh, uh, you know, committing two really, really good kids, one from Spain and one from, wow. from uh, Wisconsin. So picture, picture trying to get those commits and they haven't even, you know, stepped a foot on campus. Mm -hmm. so. yeah, I was going to ask, um, how are you guys tracking athletes now? I know a lot of a lot of high schools are not playing at this moment. So how are you keeping track of, of, of different athletes without without saying any names or anything like that? How how are you guys keeping track of of 
of players' progress? Uh, uh, definitely, you know, you got to you, – you, you have to – because we have the ability to check certain, certain kids because they're in, in their certain uh, recruiting uh, classes, um, they they either tell you, you know, they tell you, hey, coach, I'm playing in the game. You know, we'll, we'll be live streaming it. You got some some high schools are actually live streaming, you know, practices and they're live streaming games. So that's wow. helpful. Yeah. Um, and then you got you got the coaches that are actually really really help you out. Say, hey, coach, here's the here's the game to our game last week. Hey, we're gonna be playing this week. I'll see you the game by the end of the weekend. Um, and then the kids they'll even say, hey, coach, I played. Here's the game, and they'll email it to you, or they'll send you, you know, the leak to the huddle things of that sort. So you, you, you kind of get all of that. And, and then you're still, we're still doing, you're still looking at it virtually, you know, you're, you're on your couch, you know, you're in your office looking at it like, okay, here's the kid we're looking at. Let's see what she do, you know? So. I would say ours is probably pretty, pretty similar. Um, <clears throat> you know, where I've, you know, had to become better, you know, uh, is, is really just checking my email you know, I get probably, you know, sometimes 150 emails a week of, of different kids. Um, at least that was in the past where, I, you know, I didn't have enough time to, to sort through all those emails, be on the road recruiting as well as spend time with our, our current players. And so, um, you know, I've had to kind of go back to, you know, please send me an email, send, send me that game in the email, you know, send me a highlight tape. Um, anything I can kind of get my hands on that, you know, allows me to get some kind of feel for a prospect, you know, I've had to try to do. Uh, I have a, a question. Um, I follow a lot of college baseball. I, I coach uh, youth baseball. And I know they had restored a lot of guys' eligibility for the next season uh, due to missing their season. Um, did that apply to – basketball in any way or since you all completed most of you all season and basically just the tournaments were knocked out did they just say those seasons counted as well as and those guys who were seniors or done with their eligibility they were done now, now coach correct me if i'm wrong about this well what they did with us with basketball they actually just came up with this probably if i'm talking about a month and a half ago or a month ago yeah. Um, they uh, they actually said everybody who was on your team right now during the pandemic, they have an extra year of eligibility. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and they have they have an extra year of eligibility. Okay. And so now my I had a fo so it was gonna based off that answer that my follow up question is how does that affect your recruitment because at this point your roster size might be overload and i know you have a certain percentage of scholarships that you are you know allocated to your sport does that affect how you recruit and then with already having this pandemic and all the issues that you all are faced with in recruiting the different ways you have to become recruit uh creative in recruiting and then on top of that managing the the amount of players you have on your roster like how does that affect I guess I'll kind of <clears throat> I'll touch on that one. Um, as of right now, we we currently have two seniors that are eligible to return next year due to COVID, and so they would be granted an additional year. And um, 
you know, for the first time ever in college athletics, um, they're going to allow each institution to oversign. So, you know, because we have two seniors, mm -hmm. we can actually bring in two freshmen. And instead of us being on a 13 scholarship limitation next year and only for next year, we can actually have 15 scholarships. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, That's great. That, that presents an interesting you know, uh, it's an interesting deal. Obviously, nobody has has ever dealt with that in terms of, you know, we've got two seniors coming back and then we've got two freshmen potentially coming in, you know, all vying for for playing time. And, you know, we all know you can only put five on the floor. And so that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a, it, it, it creates a interesting dynamic um, with returning players, with incoming players. And, you know, with, I guess, if you want to call them the COVID additional scholarship players. And so, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I probably say this too much and I don't mean this in a negative term, but, you know, that in itself has been a little chaotic as well. Mm -hmm. um, just just to explain to parents, um, you know, yeah. we recruited your son for this. I'm sorry, but now our starting point guard is coming back. So he's coming back. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I promise I'm not tired, but hey, <laughs> good, good luck. All right, that was that was that's why I asked because I'm like that a guy that might have been leaving and you were recruiting that position yeah. now it's staying. It's like man, yeah, that's yeah. tough. Yeah, and, that's tough. and what we try to do with you know on our recruiting side, and I'm sure you all do it as well, coaches. You know, we just try to be as honest as possible. I mean, um, obviously nobody knew that was going to be the case a little over a month ago, and they kind of throw that on us. And, uh, of course, you've got signing day a couple weeks away, you know, at the time. Yeah. So, um, you know, we can't make anything concrete. You know, we've just got to, you know, at least from our end, be as honest as possible, saying, you know, the best man will win the job. Um, we've just got more than a few guys than normal. <laughs> you know, kind yeah. of buying for jobs uh, this time around. Yeah, and I, I can agree, man. That that chaotic word, you got to bring it back. You got to bring that back. <laughs> but the, the the thing that I will say is, I do commend these parents and these kids because we we're very honest and we like to be very transparent. You know, you'll you'll have like you'll have those parents that act. You know, you have the kids that act like, hey, what is, what does this mean for me? Like, right. you guys have been recruiting yeah. me. You guys offer me if I commit, like, what does this, what does this mean? Like you guys, because like a hey, coach, I think you said you had two, two um, seniors possibly coming back and we have one. Um, oh, so, you know, we're kind of in that same boat as well. And, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where, you know, we, we uh, you got to meet as a staff probably a million times when it comes to recruiting, because you got to really see what, what kid is going to work now that we possibly may have, this kid back, you know, mm -hmm. and it, the, the, it's just the honesty and the being transparent, especially with, because we're big on relationships, very big on relationships. And, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, you, you when, when, when that things like this happen, you gotta, you gotta talk to them. You just mm -hmm. can't let it just go. Cause then now at the end of the day, you have these kids and coach, you might see this too. I don't know if it's happening on you guys. Uh, man, these kids are committing left and right because of all that's been going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of so, it's kind of accelerated, especially as of late. Yeah, absolutely. Let me uh, let me put you guys on the spot real quick. Um, 
I'm going to ask you a question and uh, be as candid as you can. <laughs> um, what worries you the most? A, a season-ending injury, you yourself contracting COVID, or you telling a parent their child contracted it after a game? Oof. Oof. Is there is there is there a D all the above? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I Man. mean, all those could happen, but which one worries you the most, or which one you know is the most difficult to contend with? Dude, well, well, honestly, I'm gonna say this because of what we've been doing with our with the parents of the kids on our team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would probably go with the season ending injury and i'm saying that because we do a very good job and have since all this has been starting and our coach she's done an amazing job with communicating with our parents on zoom we will put all the parents on zoom say hey this is what's going on we have this in place our task force is doing this our ad is doing that our ad and our president they're meeting this week to talk about a b and c so this is what we're doing as a program your kids have been getting tested your kids you know, we we can only be in the gym at this certain time. All of the coaches wear gloves, masks. We're six feet away from the kids up until we were able to have our first official practice. Now, since we have our first official practice, the, the coaches are still gloves, masks, goggles, face shields. So I'm, I would say I would say the season-ending injury because we've already over-communicated okay. to our parents what is going on. So when that happens, they already know, okay, so my kid has to go into quarantine. My kid has to do this. And then she'll be ready to come back out with the team. She's not going to be – she's going to be isolated, but she's going to be talking to us every day. We're going to be checking on her 24-7. She has the, the, the food and the meals that are going to be coming to her. And I, I'm very fortunate to work at, a, at an institution where we get that. Because uh, some places, man, uh, I just hear it from a lot of my friends. Man, I just I just keep having to say I'm so fortunate because not a lot of institutions are able to do what we've done. So that's why I really commend our institution, our our, our AD and our and my head coach because of all of those things that we were able to do. What about you, Dre? Uh, I, I would probably say, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm a new father. You know, I I've got a two year old daughter and a one year old daughter, and so. Uh, <clears throat> The, the thought of me accidentally bringing COVID home and, and bringing harm to them, mm-hmm. you know, it's a real concern. Um, but, you know, to even further that, um, because I'm able to see them and I'm able to touch them and kind of, you know, closely monitor them, or my wife is at least, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I would probably go with, uh, you know, having to make that call and tell a parent, you know, you know, your, your son, your son has COVID and, you know, not being able to definitely say he's okay. He'll be okay because of all the uncertainty behind, you know, contracting COVID and how it, you know, uh, affect people differently. And so, um, you know, for me personally, uh, you know, being a new parent, you know, if somebody were to call me and say that, you know, one of my daughters had COVID. I mean, I, I don't know how I would be able to react. And right. that's being mm-hmm. with them consistently. And so to get that call as a parent, I, I, I'm sure that was probably your worst nightmare a little bit. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. so, 
I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to have to deal with that, you know, um, right. you know, and I, and I definitely don't want our parents or the kids to have to deal with that as well. Now, GM, let me give you a follow-up because we, we, I see throughout the follow-up. <laughs> now, I will say this. Okay. When I tell you the, I closed my circle so much since this has happened really? because my first priority is our program. Okay. You will not catch me anywhere. Only to the gym and back. Wow. And if I go to the grocery store, uh -huh. I am going with gloves. I am double masked because, hey, we got doctors in the family that told me what to do. Okay. Um, my wife is actually, she actually is the uh, first responder or essential worker, as I will say. Okay. So knowing all of that and, and knowing, you know, the kind of conversation with my head coach about closing our circles. Oh, mm -hmm. I, t I do not take it lightly. I am okay. in, out, don't go anywhere. Who, wait, who's that? Hi, hello from a distance. <laughs> I, have, I have a program to make sure we, we, we you know, we, we, we continue to, to keep safe. Cause uh, just like, just like coach said, man, I, I, I that is my fear. I do mm -hmm. not want any, I do not want to contract it and right. get someone else on our team to have it. Cause at the end of the day, those are kids, man. Right. And they are dealing with this in so many different ways that you guys, man, couldn't even imagine, man. Like we we think that it, it that we've handled and with us being around the world, you know, a, a little bit longer than them, man. They're they're dealing with it. They're dealing with it, and it's tough. It's really tough for them. Let Let me ask this: you you're the you're the mature adult who's you know, uh, shut down what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. How do you keep an eighteen to twenty two year old? on board, you know, to make sure that they're being safe, not only for themselves, but for the entire program. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm going to ask you that one, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, I got I to gotta think, I got to think, thinking back to, you know, eons and eons ago when I was a college student, you know, if this had happened, and let's say there was a party on campus, it would be it's tempting. there would be a thought. It would be tempting, yes, yes. Tempting. It would be yeah. tempting to go out and, you know, what's wrong with going out to, you know, have a quick have a quick beer at a party real quick, you know? One of those things. Well, you know what I think I think that, that saved us was two things. Social media and it happening at other campuses. So our A D and our president automatically uh like they automatically talked about it in the in the beginning and then they told the staff and and other coaches to have that conversation with your team so we we've been talking about it a lot and with them seeing the effect that it could have on your program mm -hmm. and the effect that it could have on the lone senior that's on your team that that could possibly get shut down and we could probably not have a season and things of that sort that kind of hits home. And at the end of the day, once they start thinking about that, I'm telling you, they want to be on that court and they want to play. If they get shut down for two weeks, they don't want to sit in that room. And the the just the the, the option or the, the yeah, the option of 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 actually contracting it because you made a bonehead mistake, that 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 can really sit on your shoulder after hey. you've already been told no, no, no. Hey, it only takes two weeks to lose your spot. Yeah. Only take two weeks to lose your spot. <laughs> so. and, and, it, and it takes two weeks to when you come back 
and somebody else has been doing cardio and you've been doing cardio, but their cardio looks a little bit better on the court and yours doesn't, yeah. it's a little different. Yeah. I, my, I had a coach that used to tell us that uh, it takes two weeks to get in shape. It's, it, takes it takes two days oh, to yeah. get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's real. Oh, that's, that's real. Very real. <laughs> Man. Uh, question for you guys. What you, you spoke, both of you spoke about your universities and then the precautions and how supportive they've been and, and responsible in terms of. Uh, what they're going to do to make sure the program can still continue to thrive. Uh, what elements are in place to help the athletes cope uh, mentally with what they have to contend with emotionally and, and also physically too? Well, okay, I'll let you start off with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, what we've tried to do um, with our guys is um, we want to make sure that we see them every single day. Um, you know, even even with all this talk of social distancing and staying away from one another, we still mm -hmm. make sure these, you know, young men are OK. <laughs> you know, I want to put my eyes on a guy, um, even if it's, you know, over the weekend, we, we just want to see him to make sure they're, you know, in a good spot physically as well as mentally. And mm -hmm. so um, we're fortunate enough here at Middle Tennessee State that we have a number of people, you know, on our staff you know, whether it be the head coach, the assistant coaches, our support staff. Um, we've got a um, team of graduate assistants that, you know, assist us in that, you know, as well. And we have, you know, additional resources outside of our basketball program um, that guys uh, have at their at their fingertips if they need it, uh, whether it's somebody to talk to consistently um, or if it's just somebody you need to talk to once or twice, you know, and I think, you know, what we've got to understand, you know, as coaches, <clears throat> you know, you know, more so this year than any year. And this is, you know, really just my opinion. But, you know, this is this is a really unfair time for these guys, mm -hmm. you know, like, like you hit on. I mean, um, you know, I, I was, you know, when I was in college, you know, I, I wanted to be at all the parties and, you know, it's supposed to be the best time of your life, you know, the best right. for you, they say. And, uh, you know these are the most difficult times for these young people right now um, because we're saying you can't go to the restaurants. You can't go hang out with your mm -hmm. friends. You know, we had a guy that, you know, got on campus and he actually actually contracted COVID um, prior to getting here. And we had to quarantine him while he was here and he didn't all the way understand what it meant to be quarantined. And so um, it kind of goes back to, you know, he 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 ended up getting in trouble quite a bit because he didn't understand the the real meaning of quarantine. And mm -hmm. so, you know, that's just unfair. And so um, right. we tried to, you know, to the best of our abilities, you know, try to take off our coaching hat, you know, a little bit and just try to be there for the people. What about you, Coach Jordan? Yeah, I think I think that's that's very that's key, man. They they need to see that you're human. They need to see that we're we just don't leave out of the office and poof in the air. And then when, when, when the next day, you know, it's up practice and all of a sudden we show up like the Jefferson, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, they, they need to, they need to see that we're human. Um, so we, like I said, uh, as us as an institution, I think that we, we also have uh, uh, resources to our athletes where if they need to talk to someone, 
um, they do have that, you know, they'll, they'll text our coach and let her know, you know, what's, what's going on and she'll put them uh, with, with, you know, the, the correct resources, which I think is, it's great because it's, that's, we've had to use that uh, quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and two, just really getting them to understand that uh, I know this might be cliche, but it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. If, if that's how you feeling. You know, you don't hold that in because you, you hold that in in a room by yourself where you have to socially distance. Mm. That it, it, it really takes a toll on you, you know. Mm. Um, we we have uh, what is called wellness checks okay. where, you know, every everybody on staff, uh, you know, because we have, we have uh, three assistants, head coach, and a dobo and a GA. Um, everybody will get, because uh, we put our, we have our kids in cohorts because of the, 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 the uh, pandemic and, you know, in case someone gets it and things of that sort. But uh, like, I'll have cohort 502 on Monday. Coach will have cohort 503 on Tuesday. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean 502, I mean 503 on Monday. And then our other system have 603 on Monday. And then it all, there, it all changes as each day goes on. When we were, when we were like locked up, locked up with nobody and we couldn't really get out. Mm -hmm. um and then we had to make it fun man we would get on zoom and play bingo you know <laughs> we would get on zoom and and play uh psych it's a game on 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 the phone uh that you you download your your app and you download that on your phone and everybody could play it and log into a, a, a website and you could all see it on zoom like we had to even have fun like that because it you know we had to change up some things because we couldn't do it in person you know uh, and I think that that helped out big time too, because they got a chance to see, you know, us having fun. You know, they got a, a chance to see us playing games with them. Um, so, just the, those three things were huge for us within the past in the past month, especially when we were in quarantine or had to get shut down. And what about physically? How are you able to keep them, you know, uh, physically fit uh, prior to? The season beginning, I'm sure since the season's begun, you guys have things in place, but having them be in some type of shape, were there certain programs that you had instituted and how were you able to follow up if they were actually doing it? Our, actually, our strip conditioning program did a great job as well because it, 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 it was still rules that you couldn't do certain things with them because it counted as, as you know, uh, um, I guess a violation. But mm -hmm. what we did was we got a chance to put um, you know, you have the foam roller, you have a heavy ball, uh, you have certain things that you do body weight wise from our strength and conditioning guy that he would give that he, you know, came up with, talked it over with our head coach, and he would give it to each cohort. And they would have that to do every day during the time of being in quarantine until we were able to get back on the court. So it so they were able to kind of keep some type of, you know, some type of feel, you know, some type of conditioning, yeah. When it came down to it, like he, it, they, they, it was a full program, man. Just a lot of different things that 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 you, that other than the the bands and the and the the, the rollers and the, the heavy balls and stuff like that, it it really kept them kept them going, you know. And we honestly, I'm not gonna lie, you can kind of tell too who were doing who was doing it who wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you could definitely tell, like, oh, were you in there doing your doing your uh, your, your, your thing? Did you roll out? <laughs> you know, and then they they kind of made fun of me because I I kind of had to do something too. I I did this, this thing called hit the deck, where you uh -huh. take a deck of cards 
and you pull a card, whatever that card is, that's how many push-ups you got to do. So I even had to, I, I did that. They didn't have that. So I, I had to do that. <laughs> but, but yeah, they, they, we, we had them set up with that. And I thought they did a very good job of, uh, of following it. Okay. What about you, Coach Morgan? Same kind of deal? Uh, you know, ours was a little different. Um, we went through a strength coach, uh, uh, change, um, during the summer. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we, uh, more chaos, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> a little bit more chaos to add. Um, but, uh, we didn't hire a strength coach until, um, uh, I believe two weeks before school started. And so, um, <laughs> that that made it a little more uh you know interesting for us but you know my head coach is phenomenal nick mcdevitt you know he's uh you know i'm more of the probably i i would say the worry wart you know on our staff <laughs> in terms of our guys are gonna come out of shape we ain't gonna be ready you know i had all these different thoughts and it, you know he reminded me again and again you know we just need to make sure they're okay you know the people right. and uh their families because you know, as we all know, COVID, you know, impacted, you know, people in different ways. And so, uh, you know, getting them in shape, uh, it's been a challenge. It still is a challenge because I don't think our guys are fully in shape, um, you know, as they would probably be during a traditional season. Um, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, you know, if they're not in the best shape they've been, you know, we can still figure that out. So, you know, you kind of helped me, you know, keep that in perspective a little bit. How how physical are practices right now? Can is it like a normal practice, or have you guys sort of eased up on what you're doing, or how is that working? Our practices right now are not as long as they have probably traditionally been. Um, you know, we've got a you know the they changed the. Uh, uh, the way our schedule works this year, we're actually Conference USA is at least. I, I don't know how your league is, Coach, but uh, we're actually playing on back-to-back nights. And so that's for the entire uh, conference play this year, which is, you know, different than, you know, uh, obviously anybody's been ever, you know, ever gone through. And so, um, you know, the way that we condition our guys and kind of, you know, allow their bodies to rest is a little different than maybe um, years past. But we, we, I think we've scaled back practice probably on average 30 minutes just to prepare them for a different type of season. Hmm. Yeah, we, uh, our, uh, our conference actually went to the same format uh, in the MAC. Um, they went to the same format, man. We're, we're going Friday, Saturday. Um, so we kind of scaled back some time here and there. Um, coach, she, our coach is uh, Billy, Billy Chambers. Um, she she did a very good job of kind of figuring out what we we're doing leading up to that. Um, but we did scale back a little bit, you know, and sometimes we, we will still get after it because we still want to to have that competition, you know, amongst our girls and get some live action because, you know, we haven't had a chance to get a lot of live action in because of, you know, the the, the, the tier, the, the different tiers of, of inching ourselves back into when it, when, you, when we first started first official practices like you couldn't we couldn't just hop right in and go 100 miles an hour mm -hmm. uh, but but now since games are starting to happen and because we we start we start our conference probably same as you coach this week we start our conference play on friday you mm -hmm. know friday we play friday saturday and then do it all over again the following week and then just it just keeps on going 
So with the with that type of schedule, are you all going Friday, Saturday at home this week? Next week, Friday, Saturday on the road, or is it Friday at home, Saturday you might be on the road? How is that uh, aspect of it? Well, for 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 us, uh, you you play those both of those games like like this Friday we're we're going to Mama, so both okay. of those games are at Mama. Okay. Um, and but on the men's side, is since we're playing Mamas, our men are also playing Mamas, but they're mm. playing them at home. Interesting. Okay. So oh, it's like so, uh, yeah. old high school football. Yeah. If the varsity went on the road, then the uh, the frost off was at home. Yep. That sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's it. That's exactly how it goes. And then the following week, we'll have I think we'll have uh, us Ryder at home, and then the men will go and play Ryder. At right. Okay. Okay. And so what I'm uh, so it's typically it used to be a home and a home at home. You yeah, play mom yeah, at going. home and yeah. you'll play Mammoth on the road. But now yeah. you're gonna play them twice at Mammoth, and then yeah, then you play Ryder twice at home. So yeah. one team might not one team won't get that home matchup versus the opponent. Yeah, so you'll get you'll get five home matchups and five away matchups. Okay. And, and if you if you guys know about the map, the worst trip is that Buffalo trip when you go play commission. <laughs> so I think they did a good job. Of, man, why you, you why you why you dogging Buffalo like that, man? <laughs> hey man, man, Ed, it's it's cold up there. It's I know we're in Chicago, time. but cold a, that's a different that's a different type of beast, man. That's kind of cold up there, huh? <laughs> Woo! It's it's different. So they, they, they changed it to now where you won't have to go twice up there. So now you'll you'll go at, like, say, for instance, we'll play at Niagara. Then Kanisha's will come to us. Okay. So it, it, it kind of switches up like that. What about you, Coach Morgan? Is it the same kind of deal, home and home, or how does that work? Yeah. Yeah, ours is uh, the same deal. We uh, <clears throat> we don't open up conference play until the new year. And so um, we'll go to Florida. Um, to play Florida Atlantic twice, and okay. uh, our women's basketball team will be here playing uh, Florida Atlantic at home, and then we'll flip for the following weekend. And I believe we've got FIU coming to us, and then our women's basketball team will go to FIU. Hmm. Yeah, so we'll do it that way as well. So yeah. has this brought you as teams and coaches, coaching staff, has it brought you all closer together? And if so, uh, or not even if so, but along with that, how has this changed you all personally? <laughs> I'll let you hey, go. Man. You go first, <laughs> man, that's, I, when, I, when I tell you this, man, it, it definitely brought us as a team and a staff way closer, you know, because okay. we got to really, not just the, the girls, but us, we, we really got a chance to really – get an understanding of each other and value, really value true character and true feelings of each other. You know, mm. um, I know, I even know for myself, you know, I, I used to always think, man, it's work, 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 you know, mm-hmm. work, work, work. You know, we, I find that time for the, for the family, but man, since this happened, it really got a chance for me to open my eyes and really see like, man, okay, it's, it's, I need, I need my family now. I'm, I'm about 12, 1200 miles away. You know, back in Chicago, man, I and I haven't seen, I haven't seen them since, sheesh, last, 
last year, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Been a been a, been a while, you know, uh-huh. and 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 just being there for our team because they also haven't got a, they're they're not getting that chance to see their parents. Their parents aren't getting a chance to come and see them play. We we have a huge a, a very diverse team. Um, I'll just run it down really because we have three kids from Spain. We have a kid from Iceland. We have a kid from uh, um, Canada um, and things of that sort, as well as the other states. And, you got a, you you got know, a kid from Hogwarts too, right? <laughs> 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 hey, hey, all over, all over, <laughs> okay. you know. Um, but definitely just, just kind of being there for them and just being that family Sure. That they can't see, especially the freshmen, man. And I think one of one of one of you guys said it. Coming into freshman year, they're probably thinking, "Oh, wait a minute!" Especially from another country, mm. uh, this is not what college is supposed to be like. What is this? Right. This, this isn't what I was promised. This, yeah, this is not what what you told me on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but uh, it's just just bringing bringing us closer together, definitely family wise, and really seeing what that how quickly something can be taken from you if you don't take advantage of it that's key and our girls are i think our girls are actually finally you know finally starting to see that just as far as us as a as a program and i think that they're 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 starting to see that and they've they've been doing an amazing job man these kids i can't do anything but 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 give them a thumbs up because i'm not gonna lie to y'all man this like as like you said i don't know if i would be able to do this this is this is tough so, and what about you, Dre? Has it brought your team closer, and also too, how has this changed you personally? Uh, you know, I, I would like to think it's brought our team closer. We've got a you know an interesting deal. We we had nine new players um, from last year's team, and so um, you know when they got here, you know it wasn't necessarily a team; it was a collection of talent, and right. so. Um, then we told them stay away from one another. <laughs> right, right. Hey, be 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 a team. Come together. Oh, but wait a minute. Yeah. As a matter of fact, no. Go away. <laughs> yeah, you know. And so, um, you know, our our guys have been great. You know, in, in not complain. Like I, I I mean this. We haven't had one guy complain about anything from that standpoint on the floor, off the floor. We I think we've got really good kids from that standpoint because it's. You know, I mean, it's it's the definition of adversity. You know, you've got, mm-hmm. you know, teammates that you don't know. You've got games coming up and you're not comfortable, you know, with with such and such. I, I remember when we first started workouts, you know, we said we'll only let them work out with their with their apartment. So there's four guys in an apartment. And so we had, you know, uh, you know, two apartments that had never seen each other since they had been on campus. And I was, wow. you know, I was like, Coach, this is ridiculous, man. <laughs> we got Ole Miss coming to our place, you know, in a, in a couple months. I mean, like, we, we got to get this thing together. And so you know, I, I found myself, you know, almost um, complaining more than them, you know. And, you know, it, you know it, it just reminds you, like Coach said, we have so much to be fortunate for, um, you know. And, you know, even with this, you know, pandemic that we're all facing, you know, our guys have been great. Um, you know, and it, and it allows me as a, you know, a young parent, you know, a new husband, uh, you know, put all that in perspective. I mean, you know, <laughs> if these guys can, you know, put themselves aside and, 
and just really follow directions and, and, you know, every single day make sacrifices. And I too, you know, can make sacrifices as well. So whatever your wife Lynn tells you to do, you can't complain about it now is what you're telling me. Hey, no, no, hold on. <laughs> hey, no, hold on. <laughs> I did not go there. All right. Hey, fellas, we, we don't, want, don't want to hold you too long, but I uh, just want to thank you guys for coming on. Uh, good luck this season to both of you, the, uh, the Blue Raiders and the Iona Gales. Uh, Jordan, tell my man Coach Patino I said what's up, man. <laughs> hey, 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 I, hey, I got you, man. He, hey, Coach Patino, man. That's when I tell you guys. I've uh, even during the pandemic, I don't think I ever felt a, so much of a buzz on campus. And then every time you drive down, uh, you leave New Rochelle, you get on ninety five, you see a nice poster that says "Welcome Coach Patino to New Rochelle." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I got you. I got you. And I, I appreciate you guys as well, man. This was this was great and. And hey, for the record, GM, yes, I just want you to know the the PTSD is real, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been know. dealing with Chicago Chicago PTSD since I was a shorty. Ed knows this. I, I followed the Bears because of Ed and the family. And when I was in college, every Sunday I literally would go watch the Bears game, uh-huh. take that L. And then now I got to go to the library and study. You know how hard that is? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I do. Mentally well, that's the worst thing of all time. Well, Jordan, at least, at least you – you uh, it was pretty easy to find a Bears game. You went to U of I. I was exactly. in Hampton, Virginia, right? So I had, to, I had to find a bar that had the ticket and then go in, and then I had to beg for oh, them to, to, put, to, put, to put the Bears game on one screen. Just give me one. <laughs> And then see them take the L. So yeah, I, man, I, I, I feel you, man. Yeah, it was brutal, man. Going into a group project, I'm like, "Hey, uh, Jordan, are you okay?" Yeah, I'm fine. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> I appreciate you guys both coming out. Really, really uh, informative, and uh, it just it just, just boggles the mind what you guys have to contend with. But uh, it seems like your program's in good hands with the both of you, and appreciate your time. Definitely, definitely, guys. Definitely appreciate you guys stopping by, letting us know how life is coaching through COVID. Thanks for having us on. Appreciate you. Definitely, definitely. Thanks, man. Uh, Coach, good luck your season, man. Stay safe. Thanks, Jordan. Same to you. All right, so that was Coach Jordan McCann at Iona and uh, Coach Andre Morgan from Middle Tennessee State. Clearly, those guys have a bright future um, in coaching on the college level. Two young, bright guys there, so I'm glad they could they could definitely join us and uh, let us know how how this this season's going. Living in COVID, that's that's where we are. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I mean, mad mad props to both of them. Uh, a lot of perspective. Uh, you know, you, you sometimes you know we see that with the young folk out there, uh, with the younger, younger cats. But no, seriously, I mean, those guys are doing a great job. Perspective, um, and I'm sure their coaches appreciate all their efforts. Uh, very impressed with the both of them. Uh, definitely uh, thankful that they were able to come on and give us some insight on just how challenging mm-hmm. it is in these times to uh, to keep up with, with what they're doing and continue to be great at what they're doing. And it seems like those guys are doing a, a masterful job, uh, very, very in tune with the times and 
and definitely taking this time serious to keep themselves healthy, their families healthy, and the kids that they, you know, that they're coaching healthy. And uh, it, it was definitely a, a joy to to have them on. Yeah. yeah, and if the the last names uh, sound familiar, <laughs> not really a coincidence. Uh, Jordan McCann is is my cousin, and uh, Andre Morgan is uh, Glenn's nephew. So uh, so we're trying to keep it in the family here. So uh, so yeah, good stuff there. Yeah. Hey, good fellas, let's move on to quick hits. Sure, let's do that. Hut hut. <laughs> That's a good sound effect there. <laughs> So uh, let's start off. We got big news today uh, on the south side of town. Uh, Jose Abreu wins the Hank Aaron Award as the mm-hmm. American League's best hitter. I don't think that was a shock. Nah. Uh, nah. Man, he had a, a, a hell of a 60 games this year mm-hmm. uh, in the in the uh, the sprint the sprint season that was <laughs> 2020. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. Congratulations to him. Uh, Freddie Freeman won the uh, the National League Hank Aaron Award, so so shout out to both those guys, but especially the guy on the South Side who really doesn't get a lot of praise out there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, for major market, you, you would think this dude was playing in Nantucket. I mean, you just you hardly hear about him <laughs> nationally, you know. But a uh, class act, uh, thirty three and getting better with age. And uh, let's hear for the first baseman. Both of these guys, first yeah. baseman uh, for playoff caliber teams, and you can tell that those teams respond to their leadership and uh, what they bring in uh, day in and day out. Yeah, man, it's it's you know, and I've said this. You know, you all know I'm not. A White Sox fan, but I do follow the team and Jose Abreu. It's definitely great to see, you know, where he where he is today. You know, he's we've all knew he had the potential and he's had big seasons before, but to be acknowledged mm-hmm. in this way at this time and with the with the trajectory the trajectory of the team rising. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, this is this is special. This yeah. this team this team is on the way, and and that that just that just that's the start, and everything will start to come too. And I'm excited to watch this team. And it looks like it's uh, it's continuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, winter meetings are this week, and we're um, we're looking to see you know what what moves are going to be made throughout baseball. And the White Sox have jump started the uh, the hot stove, Man, so they, to speak. They waste no time. They went quick. <laughs> so they just. Um, uh, they made a trade with the Texas Rangers. Uh, they sent Dane Dunning to Texas for Lance Lynn, uh, quality starter out there. Um, you know, getting up, you know, thirty-three years of age, but uh, yeah. he still got it. And man, if you you put him in the middle of that rotation with with Giolito and with Keiko, that it looks like a formidable rotation that uh, that uh, Tony Larusa has. Can never go wrong with adding a, adding an arm of his caliber to my in my opinion. Uh, yes, he's getting up in age, but he's he's shown to be successful in recent recent years. Uh, and like you said, to add him in the middle between Giolito and Keiko, uh, it's going to be big time for this team. Um, the The lineup, you know, has was very good this year, and. You know, pitching was something that people, you know, talked about a lot with this group, even though it wasn't bad. But I think, you know, it wasn't the best. But, I mean, to show that they uh, were willing to address that and they don't look like they're done, I think they're 
they're looking at uh Liam Hendricks as well. I don't think they mm-hmm. got him, but but they're looking into him. You know, it looked like look like they're trying to trying to do something, man. Trying to do something fast. Yeah, I, you know, at first I wasn't that pumped about Lance Lynn. I, I remember him with the Cardinals more so, and then some of his ups and downs with the Cardinals, and then you know having Tommy John surgery. So you know, it kind of went to the recesses of my mind. And then going with the, rec- the Texas Rangers, he even got lost in the in the shuffle in that as well. It's yeah. kind of like okay, whatever, dude. But you know, looking back at his numbers, I'm like, yeah. well, maybe I might want to check myself because <laughs> uh, you know, dude posted back to back. Three, you know, ERAs of three, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, with Texas, and they're not very good. And he yeah. won uh, 22 games in the last two years in Texas. And again, like I said, they're not very good. And, uh, you know, 33 games started in, in 2019. And then, you know, with a shortened season, a truncated season last, uh, this past baseball season, he still led the majors with the most starts with 13 and the most innings pitched in 84. And, Dude had 89 strikeouts in 84 innings. So I'm like, okay, so he can strike out some fools. And checking out his strikeouts per nine innings, it was 10.6 in 2019 and 9.5 this year. So dude can still, you know, throw some gas. And he's got, you know, the four pitches, you know, three of them just types of fastballs. He throws a little, you know, curveball to throw you off. But I think what we're all uh, uh, saying here when you put him in that rotation as opposed to having Dunning, you've got an experienced uh, pitcher there, a guy who's won the World Series, have been part of a World Series team, guy who's been uh, through the ups and downs and adversity. He knows how to to pitch, you know, with the and he's an innings eater. You know, to have yeah. that as your third guy, I mean, yes. that, that's pretty good. And, and doing it at 32 and 33 years of age, you know, he'll be 34 throughout the season. So uh, hopefully, man, it, it'll pan out. But I, I'm feeling a lot better better about it when i kind of look at his overall numbers and like uh you know like melton used to always say is you know look at the back of a guy's baseball card and that'll let you know what he is and you look Mm -hmm. at lynn's back of his baseball card tells me he wins 59 percent of his games so hey i can roll with that that's what he is lad yeah (laughs) hey and i i was the same way and i had to go look at the numbers as well like he finished like top five and see cy young voting uh yeah 2019 Um, and one one thing that uh, can't be ignored, he's familiar with Tony Larusa. Right, right. Good point. You know, yeah, I forgot so, about that. Right. So that's that's another thing that you know, take into consideration. He can he can give those guys insight on what it's like to play for Tony Larusa. I know we've talked about it before. How you know we have our questions on it. You know, and to bring in a guy who's familiar with him, maybe he can you know give those players some insight on what it's like to play for him and, you know, and bring, bring everything together. So. Yeah. And Glenn, I, I, I'm with you. I was not high on it when I heard about this mm-hmm. uh, last night when the news broke. Right. But then I thought about it and I was like, wait a minute, this signals they're going for it. Right. It's time to win right. Damn now, <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I I I like I actually I really like Dane Dunning. I thought he got I thought he got a raw deal yes. in game three. Yeah. And get and getting the hook so so oh, quickly fast. in that ball yeah. game. Um and I thought he had he has a, a and wait, wait, he he does still have a, a really bright future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just not just on the south side. But I really liked him. But you know what? If you want to win now, I think Lance Lynn may be able to be that that guy that really stabilizes this uh this starting rotation. 
I mean, so, 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 so as time goes on, I'm, 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 I'm warming up to it. Think about it, man. Kopech, if he comes back, might be the fifth starter. The dude with that kind of talent might yeah, be your fifth yeah. starter. Him or Cease, you know. Well, they make man. The White Sox, like, like uh, Smoke said uh, just now, the White Sox aren't done yet. So they, they may not be done with the rotation. That's true. Just yet, you know. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll like I said, hey, they. they and you got you got to go for it now, man. I mean, we see we see how talented we throw the team on the north side was, and and how quickly they're you know that window closes. That window closes fast, man. Yeah. So, so when you see the talent that they have, especially like throughout that lineup, mm-hmm. man, you got you gotta you gotta go for it, man. You can't you can't take no chances and say, okay, we still got to you know still got a little time before we there. No, that team is there. That team is there, man. And it's the time is now. Speaking of lineup, uh, I was gonna say, what do you all feel about the little guy coming back, Spanky? Out <laughs> of meeting. Hey, man, I lo- I love it. Me, I like it, man. I love it. I mean, guy who familiar with the organization left. Win one World Series, so he has that championship pedigree. He went to Washington and played with young outfielders. A young, you know, had had a a youth concept to the team. They still had right. a nice amount of veterans, but they had some youth. Like Juan Soto was very young, right? You know, so like for him to come over with that championship pedigree and and the youth we have, like I think he's going to be a major influence on Eloy. Like it's it's going to be it's going to be great to see what he brings to this team, like especially adding him to the lineup. He's definitely a spark plug in my opinion. Um, I, I like it's, it. It's an upgrade over no Marmazar out in right field. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a definite. So, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm pumped up about it. Bring, bring Spanky back. But, but what about the clubhouse issues that uh, followed him when he left Chicago to, uh, to, to, to the nationals, yeah. you know, it kind of, you know, people intimating that he was a bit of a, well, if not a cancer, just at least, you know, kind of an issue. You know, guy, well, guy brings up issues and make issues happen. Well, the LaRoches are gone. So, it, <laughs> you know, we don't have to worry about him, you know, sucking up to, to Jake. And uh, and Todd Frazier's not here. <laughs> so, you're, so, so you're saying so it wasn't all him? It wasn't it was, all him? Yeah. No, not at all. No, no, no. Yeah. I think he'll be, he'll be fine here. He'll yeah. be fine again. I mean, hey, come, he he won a World Series in uh in Washington. So how how bad could it have, could he have been? You know, I'm I'm fine with him coming back. No yeah, issue. man. And I've I've been made aware of those issues as well, and I'm like, well, if if he was that big of a problem, not only within the team but within the organization, then why would they bring him back? Yeah, and I, and I don't I don't remember him being that 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 you know. That big of a problem when he was here, and I and I know you know some some stuff came out uh, later on, actually this past season, right? Uh, with, with Ozzy letting some stuff out, but <laughs> I I'm, I'm fine with it. Man. And it's bring, only one year. It's, only it's one year. year. It's one year exactly. Don't Hell, it could be it could be half if if he's not you know doing what you want. I mean, it's only seven million dollars. Exactly. Right? You can you can eat that cost. So no, I'm, exactly. I'm not I'm not worried about it. Only seven minutes. Man, I wish I could say seven million dollars. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's just, hey, it's just, for real. <laughs> I take that in a heartbeat. What? Man. Hey, also, also, uh, this week, 
Ohio State's game with Michigan has been canceled due to uh, COVID concerns on Michigan's side. Ohio State has not played the um, the six games needed in order to participate in the Big Ten championship game. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think is going to happen uh, this week with Ohio State? Because there's no way I can't see the Big Ten officials just just letting this go and saying, "Yeah, one of the best teams in the country. You got to go home." You know, just because of uh, some missed games through the COVID. I I can't see that uh, happening. I know. So- I know they said it's like three different scenarios that 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 can happen. I know they said the conference can rule to you know waive the six game, uh, uh, basically parameter, right. or they can. Uh, it was one I can't remember, and the other was find a conference opponent who's willing to come play, like what BYU Coastal Carolina uh, did. Uh, I. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I really I don't know. I can't see the Big Ten now, just laying down. On now, the, the, the crazy thing is uh, I know a guy, he's a big Ohio State fan, and he spoke this into existence before it even happened. He said, if I'm Michigan, I don't play that game. I've been losing to Ohio State all this time. This mm-hmm. is the best way to stick it to him. <laughs> I was thinking. No, I <laughs> Hey, hey. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh hey. is backing down Ohio State. Man, he's been getting his butt whooped all season. So what, man? That's, that's a competitive dude, man. He's man. not just laying down. I can't know. I cannot. You're not you're not gonna you're not gonna talk about former bear Jim Harbaugh like that. I'm not gonna let you do it. Hey, hey, he's been coaching like a bear's coach over there. <laughs> It's funny. Somebody somebody asked me, man, what what would you think of Jim Harbaugh coming to coach the Bears? That's uh, nah, no, I'm man. good on that, man. And, I don't this, need... and, this, and that's messed up because he was such a good NFL coach. He done went to Michigan and he done ruined himself. No, nah, because a lot of NFL coaches, I mean NFL teams, uh, they're saying that are, that are interested in him. So yeah. you know, oh, okay, maybe, yeah, well. maybe not. Oh, they they can go for it. I you know nah, I don't want them on my team. No, nah. but uh, but hey, nah, I, more, I, more power to them. I don't think they did it on purpose or anything like that. But I just find <laughs> it find it highly karmic and ironic, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> that that Michigan's best win against Ohio State was by not playing. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what Northwestern's thinking right now. How so? Are they are, are are they hoping that Ohio State has to go home and they they get Indiana in the Big Ten championship? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure they are. Uh, or or do you or do you want to play the best? Yeah, the What's best on? is the best is Indiana, right? <laughs> if, if Ohio State's not there, uh, I, you know, I, hey, you know, I, Indiana's no cakewalk, and yeah. you know, if, with a couple of turnovers, that's a whole different game, and you know, Ohio State kind of had them down and Indiana came fighting back. So I, you know, I wouldn't look past Indiana or think that it's, it's any more of a cakewalk than Ohio state. It's just a different type of, you know, bear you have to deal. You deal with a Brown bear or a black bear, still a bear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the Indiana bear over the Ohio state. Bear <laughs> any, any day of the week. But I, I would like to see if a team who's within the conference will be willing to play them. that will be interesting to see uh, who haven't they played yet. 
several teams. There's a lot of teams. Yeah. It's just what fourteen teams in the in the conference. Right, so, right. Um, you know, it, it could be a west a west opponent, but I, you know what? They may not even have to do that, man. It's Ohio State. It's the Ohio State University. Yeah. And, well, here's uh, here's the deal. Big money's in, in mm-hmm. is at stake yeah. in making that playoff. Yes, for the entire right. conference. For the conference, right, right. So, so, so they're I not there. Because if they don't play that game, they still are eligible for the playoff, correct? Yes, but I mean, can you make the argument? I mean, if if they don't play in their conference championship game, right. and then you got other teams that that have and play more games and play more games and and right right so so what i was looking at so you're looking right now Ohio State only play five games right now yeah that that was the main thing i was wondering like with the games coming to play with them not uh with them not getting to the playoff because other than that uh clemson will play Notre dame and i think clemson wins i think Notre dame gets in still uh I don't know. Uh, you forget about the SEC, man. Florida, yeah. Texas SEC, A&M. Alabama plays. Who would they play in? The, uh, Florida. They're playing Florida. Florida. They wouldn't play in them. They'll play Florida. Right. So what about A&M, A&M not being in the conference championship? But that's what I'm saying. You know, if Once Florida loses, A&M kind of slides into that spot. And if, if Clemson uh, loses Notre Dame again. Now, I, know if Clemson, I know if Clemson lose again, they're done. Right, Wait. but I'm saying Ohio State. We're talking about Ohio State. Ohio State can right. say Texas A&M is like, well, hey, look, you didn't even play enough games, and we beat Florida in Florida. We're six and one or five and one, whatever the record is, and we we've played more games. Than you, we deserve to go. We we come from the SEC West, the toughest conference in the land. You know, the toughest division and the toughest conference in the land. I mean, there's some arguments to be made there, man. Well, hey, yeah. I'm 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 a, I'm gonna end this with a bang right here. And I know we can't we can't really discuss it because uh, time purposes, but this is why you need a sixteen team playoff. <laughs> Boom! Uh, I'll go with. Let's eight. go to let's go to picks. Can't dispute that. Each week, we do a pick 'em segment to test our sports handicap and knowledge, <laughs> or lack thereof. There we go. And oh man. I didn't have a good week again. <laughs> I had another 0-3. Oh. Oh. Glenn, you did a little better. Yeah, that's a smidge. You did a little better. You went you went one and two. Yeah. And smoke. I'm I think you are the uh you're the guy I'm looking for when I'm I'm trying to make bets now. <laughs> that's the reason why the comes Two smoke. straight. Two straight undefeated weeks. Yeah, Three that's, and oh. That's phenomenal. Smoke. So, Your house is paid yeah. off now, right? <laughs> I wish. You need, I you, wish. You, need, you need to get on the, on one of those apps right now. Man. So overall, uh what am I now? Two and seven. I lost it. Two and I, seven, uh, right? Two and seven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm two and seven. Gling, you're at four and five. And smoke with a healthy seven and two right there. Wow. And, that's uh, phenomenal. Since I'm the low man, I'm gonna I guess I'll start it off. I think I'm gonna go all NFL here. Okay. This week, um, I'm going to take the New York Football Giants. We're getting too. three against Arizona. Yeah. yeah. At home. Uh, at home. Yeah. They've they've looked they've looked pretty good the last few weeks. I gotta oh. gotta give them credit for that. Home dog. That's crazy. Yeah. And they've been playing. Um, I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts. Hmm. Who are uh, 
two and a half point favorites at uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. So I'll take the Colt there. And uh, let's go. I'm feeling Cleveland. <laughs> They're getting three against the Raven at home. So I'm a I'm a go there. So what did I say? So two home uh, dogs, two home dogs, and a, and a road dog, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I like that. What did I say? The New York Giant, yeah. the uh, Indianapolis Colt, Colts. and the Cleveland Brown. Wow, that, okay. that's that's where I'm gonna go for week three to try to try to get off the get off the snide here. Okay, go ahead, go for it. What you got? All right, man. Well, since you uh, took the Giants uh, and tainted that, I'm gonna leave that alone. Um, <laughs> that's real <laughs> stay far away from me uh you know what I, I just have a feeling that alabama doesn't care as much and i'm going to take arkansas getting 32 and a half points at home home dog getting 32 and a half so i'm gonna take them take the razorbacks 32 and a half against uh, the crimson tide uh and i'm gonna flip to pro circuit and i'm going to pick against our very own beloved chicago bears and take the quarterback that should have been the Bears quarterback. And I'm mm-hmm. going to take the fighting Deshaun Watsons over the beleaguered Trubisky's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a pickle. Like they should have picked him over the other dude. But anyway, I digress. Wow. Uh, and then I'm going to wind up taking uh, KC on the road, uh, minus seven uh, against Miami on the road. So minus seven from KC on the road. So you're going you're gonna to go with KC again, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, they're they're the champions. Right. <laughs> Smoke, what you got, buddy? All right, I'm going one college. I'm gonna go Illinois. They're 14 and a half dogs to Northwestern. I'm gonna take the points on that. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go Bucks. They're six and a half point favorite over Minnesota. And then I'm going to go Washington. They are three point dogs to 49ers on the road. Did you, did you notice that, Glenn? What's that? He's bro? seven and two now, and now he's using all the lingo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I've been deal. asking y'all. Y'all been uh, helping me. I've been himself. He made himself sound like a pro just that man. <laughs> no, I think he's been hiding. I think we just got hustled. <laughs> I know, right? That's, that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. How you, play, it, you play this game again? How you play this game? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, it's, it's in that yeah. corner pocket, huh? Oh, okay. My man, <laughs> like, my man, like a well, fresh prince, uh, Uncle Phil, Jeff. Oh yeah, Here oh yeah. Steel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's gonna do it for uh, this week's episode of Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. Uh, please, if you have not uh, subscribe, um, subscribe to our uh, podcast. You can find us. Wherever you find all your favorite podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, Google, Spotify. I'm still waiting on iHeartRadio, man. I don't know what's going on with that. But it's coming. But uh, yeah, but, but everywhere else, we're there, Amazon. So definitely subscribe, listen, like, comment. Um, and yeah. Yeah, hope man. you guys and, hope and you guys enjoyed the show. And definitely comment, man. I know a lot of a lot of our viewers that I know they you know they bring their comments to me. Just uh submit those comments on the different platforms too, so so my co-hosts can see them as well, and you know that'll 
be very yeah it makes us makes us feel good yeah <laughs> or bad if you if you have a bad one <laughs> really? yeah all feedback welcome yep <laughs> gm take yes, us sir. out all right man hey like we always say we ain't saying we right we just don't think we're wrong we'll catch you next week we